We're back. <laughs> it's been a while since we've done back-to-back episodes, huh? But no, we're back. We've got episode 16 of the postcast, and we've got a number of topics to hit today. We've got the Apple MLS TV deal. I mean, we've been sort of like hyping this one up since the beginning of the postcast. It's here. There's some details, not a lot of details, so we'll dive into that one. Cincinnati linked with another designated player this summer, this time a center back. What? We'll talk about that. Cincinnati World Cup hosting didn't quite get it. What happened? What happens next? And then finally, FC Cincinnati coming out of this international break with a murderer's row. Man, it's going to be a fun one. Episode 16 coming right up. And... We are joined by us. It is actually just me I mean, I'm and not the chief make, I'm tonight. Not gonna, I'm not going to make you do the whole intro thing when it's just the two of us. I mean, that'd be utterly absurd. <laughs> we are joined by us, man. I've, yes, I, the two of if us. If we ever do another two-person episode, that's how that's how I'm sticking to the intro there. We'll change the intro music to just the two of us. We can make a podcast if we try. Uh, we'd still be demonetized on YouTube if we use that song or our actual intro music, so that's fun. Right, um, as opposed no, to all, it, the, all the monetization we're getting right now off the dozens and dozens of people that listen to this on a weekly basis. I uh, I went back and listened to our last episode. Uh, I, I shouldn't say I listened to it. I went back to find it on YouTube, and uh, when I started watching it, it got one view, so that was There good, we go. So. Hey, you know there's a, there's a website you can go to that it – takes you to a random song on Spotify that no mm. one has ever listened to before. Because there's <laughs> so much great. content that's put to Spotify. There's like tons of songs that no human being has ever actually listened to. And if you go to this website, you can be the first person that has ever listened to this song. And hey, you never know. You might find your new favorite song. Your new favorite Icelandic folk singer. You know, you're, right. you're in, man. It's just, it's it's 99% of the songs are just Das Harks making beats for players that don't exist in FC Cincinnati <laughs> roster anymore. But You so, know, I had high hopes for a Das Harks, Knifey Lion Radio, Lacadia collab. I really thought that was going to happen if he like took you, off. You, you hit the button and it's like all of a sudden, oh, I didn't know Ben Mines liked German industrial rock. <laughs> Never struck me as the type. Oh, there we are. Oh, well, I mean, I'll try this out for a transition. Speaking of things that people probably won't watch. No, hey. no, 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 no. 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 Speak, I, <laughs> speaking of things behind a paywall. Yes, yes, there we go. No, um, I mean, I'll start off by saying I think both of us are probably two of the most bullish voices I've seen on Twitter about this deal. But to, to set the groundwork, MLS announces uh, a landmark TV, I don't want to say TV, a broadcast rights deal with Apple. Ten years, every single game. Uh, more on that one in just a second. Uh, but for close to what MLS was looking for, so $250 million a year. That's $2.5 billion over the course of 10 years for Major League Soccer. Every game on Apple. It sounds like there's other things coming down the line there, but if you pay for this streaming service, there are no blackouts anywhere in the world. This is every right in every country as well. Uh, astonishing. Uh, I mean, I was hyped for this. What was your initial reaction? 
Well, my first reaction was I'm excited because it probably means we're getting an extra season of Ted Lasso where he wins the Premier League and then comes back to MLS in an amazing move of corporate synergy. <laughs> yes. Ends up, ends up managing probably, I'll bet, St. Louis City. That sounds pretty Ooh. right for He was originally from Kansas City, but we can't have him go to his hometown. So, yep. Yep. so it'll be someplace in the Midwest, someplace homespun. So that was kind of cool. My, my actual first reaction to this is I, I'm shocked that MLS got the money. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at all the metrics out there in terms of we've talked about it on the pod before, just nobody watches these games in MLS. You, right? I mean, there's only so long that you can say soccer is the sport of the future before someone starts asking when the future is going to get here. Right. And <laughs> and these these games don't draw they don't draw any money on TV. They don't draw no. eyeballs. I mean, there was the one game we've talked about it on here before. Where FCC played LAFC, you have one of the largest markets in North America, and it drew a hundred thousand people watching it. But more yeah. people show up to watch an Ohio State football game on a Saturday in person, in yeah. person than watch this game on TV nationally. And so when when you see the two hundred fifty million dollar number being thrown around there, it's like how how the fuck does MLS expected to turn that kind of money down? They could be playing these games on Pluto. Right. <laughs> For $250 million, MLS can't – they can't turn that down. Um, yeah. It, it's – there's a lot about this we don't know, and I'm kind of curious where you, you lie on a little bit of this stuff. Is So the big unknown right now is how much it's going to cost to watch these games because right. that's the big thing. Right now, Apple TV costs $4.99. We've learned it's going to be a separate service on top of Apple TV. Um, I saw a number on Twitter today from a blue check mark. That said, in the ten to twenty dollar a month range, which I think that's DOA if yeah. it's if it's that high, but they are giving everyone that buys a season ticket a free subscription to this, which I think is a brilliant move. I honestly, I think amazing. that is. There's no notes I have on that. Um, if you are a paying season ticket holder for your club, the least they can do is provide you a venue to watch all of the away games and right. the home games you can't make it to. That. Every other sport right this second should adopt that business model. If you're a season ticket holder of the Bengals, you should get free NFL Sunday ticket. No yeah. questions asked. If you're signing up for any season ticket package involving the Reds, you should get free MLB TV and no blackout restrictions on being able to watch the Reds on the device of your choice. If you're showing up as a paying customer for a sports team, you should be able to watch that sports team in any medium that you choose, including your ass in the seat that you paid for as well. Yes. That, to me, is a is is such forward thinking. I almost had to read it twice to make sure it was MLS <laughs> doing it. Um, right. It's, it's funny, too, in particular there, because I... There's no value in being a season ticket holder if you are a fan of a team that doesn't sell out every single game. And there's only a handful of professional franchises and college sports teams that are actually able to do that. But if you're a Reds fan, why the hell are you buying a season ticket? One, you know you're not going to every single game. Even if you're the most diehard fan, something's <laughs> going to come up. So right. you're already losing money on the deal. 81 games. You're really telling me that you're going to commit <laughs> – a third of your year or a fourth it's, of your year to go into Reds games? No. And that includes the Wednesday 1 o'clock games, the right. Sunday 3 o'clock games. Like, even if you could commit to the 7 o'clock every weekday, you're still out hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. There's no advantage to being a season ticket holder. Like, just period. 
across all of American sports. This is finally something where you go, okay, there's actually a difference between the person who buys a single game ticket for 80% of the games and the season ticket holder who goes to 70% of the actual home games. So right. I, I mean, yeah, you th- hats you think off. If you're an FC Cincinnati fan right now, and let's say they price this at, at $9.99. That was what yeah. the WWE Network started as um, back before Vince McMahon was being accused of credibly sexually assaulting people and possibly tanking the stock price through insider trading. But hey, this isn't a wrestling podcast. Um, rough week. Rough week. Rough week for the E. But no, that's what they started out as, $9.99. That seems like a, you know, if you're talking about an add-on price for a streaming service, 10 bucks seems about, between 5 and 10 seems about right. Yeah. If you're on the fence about buying season tickets to FC Cincinnati, they play for what? They start in February, late February, and they go all the way to October. So you're talking about almost seven months. Yeah. That's $70 that you're going to spend just to watch the games on TV or for another 200 bucks, close to that, 250 bucks, you can have a Bailey season ticket. Like that's an actual value added thing to where it's like, okay, if I'm going to just watch these games on TV, I may as well go to a bunch of them. Shit, yeah, why not? Right. I mean, to your point, that finally makes the season ticket like, yeah, even though there's always plenty of good seats available, I can either buy tickets to the game and pay 10 bucks a month to watch, or I can pay like 50 bucks a month, go to as many home games as I want, watch as many games on TV. There's going to be a lot of people, I think, that are like, yeah, that's an attractive option for me financially for the, to watch this. And yeah. the other thing, too, that just it, it's what what bothered me about this and I know it bothered you cuz we talked about this on our little group chat we have before we record <laughs> these spoiler we talk about the podcast between episodes I know and and, and many other things too and even the think cons- about what we're going to say right. it's crazy the, the conspiracy is real we do talk about this stuff behind your back um the the other thing too that was was I I just sort of floored by is this idea that so there's criticism out there of this Apple deal about oh you're putting your product behind a paywall most sports are behind a paywall in this country. We just don't All think of it. <laughs> we don't think about it as a paywall because for some reason, and it must be great marketing by fucking Time Warner back in the day. We don't think about cable as a paywall. Paywall right. is a term that's very, very specifically internet based, but. All sports other than the NFL in this country are paywalled. The yes. Reds are paywalled behind a very specific subscription to either Time Warner. Or to um, uh, to spy optics. There's no yeah. other way to get or direct TV. There's no other way to get it. You can't get it on YouTube TV. You can't buy a nope. standalone package to Bally Sports. They're certainly not on over the air TV. Nope. Xavier Musketeer Basketball, CBS Sports Network, paywall. <laughs> FS1, paywall. The UC Bearcats, again, yep. CBS Sports Network, paywall. Um, if you're ESPN. a fan of the yeah. Yeah, ESPN, paywall. If you're a fan of the Blue Jackets, Bally Sports. Paywall, Ohio State, the Big Ten Network, ESPN, paywall. The only sport in this country that isn't behind a paywall is the National Football League. And that's only if you are a fan that lives in the market your team plays in. So if you happen to be a fan of the Bengals living in Cincinnati, congratulations. (laughs) You are watching the only sport in America that isn't paywalled and shock the fucking NFL is trying to paywall games. Yes. They're putting games yes. on Amazon. They're putting yes. games on ESPN. They're putting games. They'll sell a game package to anyone with a streaming service. They'll sell games to Al Jazeera if they're the highest bidder. Yes. They don't care. <laughs> it's like Kremlin yes. state-run TV in Russia. If they outbid NBC for the Sunday night package, they'll be having Chris Collinsworth live from the Kremlin broadcasting <laughs> these games. They don't care. 
Yes, yes, yes. I, I, that's what kills me in this. Like, you imagine. I don't know if people are familiar with this. There's a a streaming service called the Curiosity Stream, which is like the smart YouTubers all got together and made their own thing. So if you put MLS on Curiosity Stream, people would be like, "This is so stupid. Why on earth is a sports league being bundled with like a History Channel and a Science Channel?" And, a, and it's like, "That's cable, guys. Like that's cable. You've just described cable, and you're just mad that like that version of cable is more accessible. It doesn't make sense. Like literally any internet connected device." has the ability to get these games. And it sounds like there's three tiers to this. So the first tier is anybody with the app, the Apple TV app, and I will absolutely accuse Apple of screwing up their branding here. So there's two separate things here. There's the Apple TV app, the Apple TV physical device. The app is everywhere. You can get it on smart TVs, you can put it on a Roku, you can get it on your your Android phone. You have to access it via the web, but it's there. And Anybody with that app will get free MLS games throughout the year. We don't know how many, one a week, one a month, not sure yet, but something along those lines. I bet there's and, a lot more at the start of the contract than there is at the end. Uh, there's there's more than there is now. What, we get like three games on ABC all year? Yeah, like If that. <laughs> right, right. Then anybody who is subscribed to Apple TV+, Plus, that is their specialized content stream that has Ted Lasso and C and all those fun shows. Uh, Foundation's they, a great show. If you're not watching Foundation out there, Foundation is phenomenal. The guy that plays uh, Brother, De- Brother Day just chews up every goddamn scene he's in. It's it, He is the hammiest soap opera actor I have ever seen in a sci-fi show, and I mean that in the most loving way possible. If you've read the books, you will be pissed off, though. Haven't gone for foundation, but I am a lover of all things uh, for all mankind. One of my favorite sci-fi series ever. Good I, alternate I, history. I, I, I love a good alternate reality sci-fi show. Just give, <laughs> give me all of the Soviets win the space race. Yes. Let me know where that uh, goes. <laughs> Nixon Nixon survives Watergate in, in this alternate history. So mm. it's a fun one. Nixon, um, Nixon should have survived Watergate in art <laughs> history, too, if we're being honest. <laughs> That's another podcast. I can go deep on Nixon material, too. <laughs> yes. Uh, as we tweeted out, the, the postcast is required to go all politics. So right. may, maybe we dabble with that in the, the second hour of this pod. <laughs> um, but no, anybody subscribed to Apple TV+, Plus, the streaming service, will get an even larger selection of games. And from what I read, they will get access to the Whip Around show that will be happening, I think, every Wednesday and Saturday night. As MLS games are going, they will essentially get the MLS red zone Because what you've done with this deal by freeing yourself from ESPN and Fox is you have freed yourself from this issue that you have with them where you are the fifth tier partner that they have rights for and you are trying to fit your games into whatever slot they have available. Like the perfect example, this happened this past week. The U.S. men's national team was supposed to play in Austin at 7 o'clock. U.S. soccer pushed that game back to 10 because it was a billion degrees out in Texas when they were supposed to kick off. But because ESPN has all this other inventory they've committed to, they were committed to showing some track and field event on ESPN2. <laughs> and so that match, a U.S. men's national team match, was moved to ESPN+, Plus because they will not shift their schedule around to accommodate when things like this go on. So now, with Apple... You can say goodbye to these weird kick times for national TV coverage 
Yep. Every game's going to be on Wednesday night or Saturday night. And finally, you have that schedule. Um, yes. yes. You know when games are going to be when you buy a, tick- a season ticket. You know how to plan your schedule around when to watch matches. And yep. that's what the NFL was so successful for forever before Roger Goodell decided, no, I would like a fifth gold-plated toilet on my gold-plated <laughs> yacht that every owner is being purchased this year. When every game was on a Sunday at 1, a Sunday yes. at 4, or every once a week on Monday night at 8. You always knew when an NFL game was, so it was very easy to plan your day around um, watching games knowing where they are, and because they're partnering with a, 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 uh, an entity that doesn't have time slot adherence, they can do this. They can have MLS kick times, they can do their whip-around show, and you can have knowledge of when your games are going to be in it. That's awesome. That's a yes. huge benefit to this deal. Yes, uh, it's it's incredible. Um, also, looking at this future state as well. Oh, wait, to go back to, go back to this here. So, Apple Apple TV Plus subscribers will get a, a, a smattering of games in the Whip Around Show, and then there will be this this over the top. I'd assume, like you said, ten dollars a month uh, subscription fee that will then give you not just every single MLS match, but it sounds like they're going to do a number of MLS specific uh, television shows. I mean, you have to think they're going to try to emulate Drive to Survive and uh, yeah, all, all of those Sunderland, Sunderland Till I Die, Die sort of yeah. document, yeah, documentaries. Um, and we're also talking about how like. Every team in the league puts together like web content. Like uh, recently, FC Cincinnati posted a video of all the players trying Senegalese food for the first time with Dom Baji. It's fun little five ten minute video. All of that will also live on Apple TV, so you can go like find a Real Salt Lake player that you will fall in love with. Uh, if you're an MLS fan and you're trying to find something to watch on a Tuesday night, they will have content for you. They will have things to show you. Um, I know they already do things like this for Major League Baseball. They, they do baseball content throughout the week. Um, and that's really, really exciting that, yes, like you said, MLS will finally have a partner that wants to help them. And let's be real, Apple like just makes so much goddamn money that 250 million dollars a year is nothing it's a a rounding error like you're talking about a company that they they pock 80 plus billion like a quarter yes this company is insanely profitable 250 million dollars is a rounding error to this company and i want to go back to the i want to go back to the point you made real quick about the uh the idea of like the star con- the content about players with the Senegalese food yes. I saw that it was it was well produced it was it was entertaining I wish the club did more of that yes. I think Steck explained pretty well why they didn't in previous years when she was on the pod <laughs> the, the team sucked and it was depressing yes. <laughs> but um, there's another podcast I listen to pardon my take that Mark Cuban has been on a couple of times and he's talked about how the NBA has studied what they need to do to reach a different demographic than they're reaching right now. And his point that he makes when he's doing these appearances, and he's done a couple, is that the research the NBA has done is that the demographic under, like, say, 30, we'll say just as an arbitrary cutoff, they don't have cable, they want to watch every piece of content on their phone, and they follow stars. They don't follow teams. They want to see star players. They they might not be a Mavs fan, but they're going to be a Luka fan. And that's what MLS right. needs to get better at. They need to get better at providing content to people to see their favorite players, to learn who these people are, and have a, a hub, so to speak, 
where all that content can be accessed at. Because right now, if you want content that's MLS based, you're looking at you're looking at YouTube. You're looking at the Extra Time podcast. They aren't going to show no. it to you on fucking ESPN. No. So, no. like the next time they do a show about MLS on ESPN, will be the first time. So. <laughs> so speaking of content, I feel content. like we have the content king just showed up into the Zoom chat here. Grayson Chalmers. Great, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> it had been too long since he had last published a podcast. Uh, Jonah, how you doing, man? I was checking Podbean today. I was like, maybe over the last couple of weeks, this those last couple of episodes just been creeping up the... <laughs> listens no if you think people are randomly listening to fcc podcasts in the during this long break you would be wrong but yeah i'm here for the podcast where we talk about how to fix uh the barley let's get in that's what i was promised let's get into it what were you talking mls media deals i'm a big media guy what do you is that what you're talking yeah, about so what is what's your take on this what's what's your top line takeaway are you are you excited to have everything in one spot are you sad that uh you won't be able to watch locally and on ESPN because that's, that's I, a big trade-off. Here. I don't think there's many downsides unless you love your local broadcaster. And if your local yeah. broadcaster is amazing, I think there's a pretty good chance that MLS – well, I don't know. We don't know what they'll and Apple do, but they might hire your favorite guy like Adrian Healy, your JP Della Cameras, Cameras, whatever it is. I yes. feel like those kind of people are getting hired by this thing. I feel bad possibly for like your Stecks of the world but i mean if they know what's good for them they'll hire the best of the best and she still has the fc job but uh yeah i don't see many downsides what you did say too though they're gonna give you the option to listen to a local radio feed if you want to do that so if i'm fc cincinnati it's a no-brainer to have alex deck involved in the radio production of whatever it is and have that be have her be on your secondary audio feed that you can select while watching these games yeah yeah and if tommy g is still i mean Where's no offense, Tommy, but where he's not going? Where's he going? So yeah, if they want to keep him doing the radio, that's fine. And you know, I'm sure we're still going to use him for fourth floor. I, you know, I just don't think he has a right. lot of leverage over FCC. So if he wants to keep doing the radio and give us some anecdotes throughout the broadcast of a radio when he needs to be <laughs> calling every second, knock himself out. But otherwise, yeah, it seems like all gravy to me. Yeah, I I like the the local radio audio option i mean i i really wish that like yeah the nfl had that you imagine get dan horde and and uh dave lapham on your tv like that's the dream i know a lot of people it, try to it, like pot oh come on it, i might it, it is the greatest thing in the world when dave lapham gets excited about a play that oh, dan oh, hasn't oh, called oh, yet oh. That, oh that's that's the oh, he's got it he's got it <laughs> and dan so like there's a full three second delay between the two of them. I love it. I'll be like, pick, pick, <laughs> pick, pick, pick. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, Chief, I got to make sure I call you Chief. I'm sure you'll remember this. Who's it? Was it Chuck Machock who got kicked out of the an, a UC? Yeah, he got kicked out of a UC for young, game at the for, for young at the officials. I think that's happened <laughs> that's twice. Like, <laughs> it's happened twice, and I think both were against Louisville. I could be wrong about that. You know, I, sh- you know I, shit on, I, I shit on Dave Lapham, but there is nothing better in like local radio history than the Dave Lapham post-game interviews back when the team was dog shit, where he'd go into the locker room and he'd be like talking like an NPR announcer, like, all right, we're in, we're in the locker room right here. We're going to see if we can get a word with Andy Dalton right here. Andy, Andy, you threw, uh, you threw five really, really tough interceptions there, but you battled. You battled today. Tell me, talk about a little bit about this team's fight to come back and score that. 
that last touchdown to make it a 48 to 7 game because that's some momentum you can build on right there it'd be like kevin huber kevin huber you are the uh the k jewelers gem of the game uh we do <laughs> <laughs> it's like after FCC would lose every game, they'd still be posing with like the Heineken player oh, of the game. And like, so, like who smiles, who doesn't smile? How do you decide? What well, I really want to, I really want to, yeah. I really yeah. want to see the photo reel or the uh, the, the camera reel of the pictures they took, the five they didn't pick for all those awards, where like. <laughs> Where everyone had an awkward look on their face, but there's probably like five photos that didn't make the cut where it's even worse, and I really <laughs> yes. wish they would post those up. Somewhere, the uh, the tell-all, uh, 25 years later. Angry be... Caleb Stanko. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, I, I also think, too, like, it, yes, I, I think it's sad that you lose the local flavor of some of this, but, like, let's be real. The local guys don't know the other teams as well versus a national team will be able to prepare for both teams properly. And you, I think it just get more out of it. I don't expect Tommy and Kevin to do like an incredible deep dive into Philadelphia this week. But um, I mean, that's the, way, that's the way it is with most sports, though. You watch the NFL. Yeah. The NFL has, you know, I mean, yeah, there, you definitely get when you're a bad NFL team, you get the Q team or the I guess you can't say Q anymore, but like. Like the low-level <laughs> yes. team, not the A team or the B team. But college basketball is the same way. College football is the same way. The only sports that really use the homer announcers are the NF, are the uh, NBA and Major League Baseball, maybe yeah. the NHL. But like, yeah, I don't, I don't need that. Like, I just want a commentator to tell me what's going on, make me a little smarter during the broadcast. I don't need the guy to be rooting for my team when it's going on. Like, it's, it's yeah. not important to me. Yeah, they also have the same information from the last. You could tell who hasn't been watching when they're like, "Oh, the Bengals are famous for this," and they're like, "Man, that hasn't happened in right. <laughs> two or three years." <laughs> or, or like, or like when, or at like, the end of AJ Green's career, they were like, "Oh, he's explosive." It's like, not really, man. <laughs> he can barely jump. He's their big play guy. It's like, sure isn't. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> who would we be getting that for FCC? Kubo and Cruz. Oh, I got to look out for Cruz. He scored the the team high yeah. goals in 2019. Costa right, Rican right. international. This guy, right. even though yes. he's been left at home the past year. Uh, yeah, Kubo, Japanese international. Um, hasn't been called up in five years. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, I, I was feeling I was feeling for Cruz a little bit watching that at Costa Rica. I was like, God, if he'd yeah. just be playing regularly, he'd at least be on the pine for that. But uh, I mean, I'm not feeling too bad. But. Kendall Waston is like their super sub, and Kendall Waston wasn't good. And you want him shit housing at the end of the game, so let's be honest. But uh, yes, yes. Sorry, broadcasting. I, MLS, yes. Sorry. I mean, there are some. There are some. To be fair, there are some major downsides to this deal too that I, I, you almost have to acknowledge just to be to be fair when the conversation. It is going to make it very difficult to bring new fans in. But I would argue we're not making new fans under the current deal. So who gives a fuck about that? Yeah. Um, yep. The other thing, too, is that uh, it's been my experience. I know that Grayson has a different take on the aforementioned group chat, but once you put something on a streaming service, it becomes real hard to watch a game just out and about. Like, you're not going to go to your average watering hole or a restaurant and be able to say, hey, can you turn the FC Cincinnati game on? And then the person working the bar has to figure out how to launch Apple TV and find the match. (laughs) I almost have this take that what we need to do is that we need to have, like, Here's free advice for Joe Biden is um, we're getting political here. Uh, <laughs> hashtag the athletic is to declare a national two days off 
for all bars and restaurants and pick it for like days that nobody cares. Pick like a Wednesday and a Thursday or some shit like that. And every bartender goes under gets mandatory training on that day on how to operate streaming services. <laughs> like you remember, like yes. when they switched over to like digital TV and they sent everyone a free box so that they could yes. still watch television. The yes. government is going to send everyone a fucking device that they can hook up at the bar, and then these two days are going to be like mandatory national training for how to put on Paramount Plus for Champions League, how to put like you know fucking Amazon Prime on for the Thursday night game, and we're all going to get this out of our system. You can drink at home for two days, but after those two days, you can be guaranteed that the bar you show up at will know how to put the game on if it's not on DirecTV or cable. I, I think... Yes. It's a small sacrifice to ask America to make to stay sober for two days to know that going forward, you will always be able to watch the game of your choice at a bar. I, I, I they had TV specials when they did that, too. Remember, there'd be like at yeah. 730, oh, yeah. be like they'd be explaining the digital box. And uh, I mean, it, it was all for old people, I would assume. Right. It was yeah, like the, three up the, the spectrum, Jeopardy man. times. But. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, they legit was... ran every one of those spots during The Price is Right. Like every commercial break, it was like, you will not be able to watch this anymore. You will not be able to After see Bob Barker 1st, if you yeah. don't if you don't call your grandkid to hook the box up for you. We had some real moments at uh, Molly Malone's for some of those FCC games. Oh, I don't know, like yeah. if they were Open Cup and then trying to watch Cork versus uh, my Cork team, uh, me and Shwai versus Dundalk. <laughs> yes. We've gone through some real services and like trying to run it off of different <laughs> sticks or like can we bounce it off someone's phone? I mean that. <laughs> That is a good point, though, which is like soccer bars will know how to do this. And I know that's not the perfect solution, but like nobody worries about La Liga being behind a streaming service or, you know, whatever the the Bundesliga is on is behind a streaming service. But your soccer bars have figured out which streaming platforms to sign into and how to do that. But the rest of the bars should probably figure this out soon. Because as I soon mean, as NFL games are on Amazon Prime, and they were on Yahoo uh, a couple of years ago, like they're going to have to sort this out quick. I was, at a, I was at a watering hole in Oakley a couple weeks ago, and let me tell you how angry the bartender there was uh, being asked to put the Reds game on, because we were probably the fourth or the fifth people to ask him. And it, it got really shitty with, it's on fucking Apple TV, I don't get it. And it's like, okay, man, just calm down. Just, just you, you can go ahead. They're not done you, buying sports, probably, are they? I mean, they're going to have no. more in the future. No. So Apple TV, at least, we're on. We're not on. Uh, what was Flow Sports? Flow, we're on something with sports. a positive trajectory, not something Whoa. that might go out of business in six months. Flow. Flo had the marching band national championships. Come on now. <laughs> it's like nothing. It's so true. And then like there's all these articles like Flo Sports, the upstart who's taken on everything. I was like, what? what? And then like look at their website hasn't changed at all since we were on there. And they still have the thirty dollar credit card charges all they're fucking taking off. Yes. I mean the only uh, that is a good point though. That that is a, a slight worry I have, and I don't think I'm alone in this one, which is like if Apple does go out and gets the Sunday ticket with the NFL, which it sounds like they're they're one of the lead bidders for, and gets another large sports property, maybe they go for, for Formula One. I don't know what the rights look like on that. I assume NBC has it locked up for a while. But, like, say they go out and get another thing – MLS could start slipping down that pecking order, and that would be that would be disappointing. But I, but, but I think it's counterbalanced by the fact that if they get another property, that's more people that will subscribe to whatever service it is, and it's right. the, the, it's to MLS. MLS is probably rooting for that. If I'm MLS, I'm rooting for them to get the Sunday ticket because 
They yeah. probably have already figured out how many soccer fans are subscribing. But if all the NFL fans have to subscribe to this too, then maybe some of them look at it and go, oh, well, my package that I'm buying for the NFL also includes this MLS thing. If they don't have NFL games on a Wednesday, I may as well get my money's worth out of it right here and you maybe make a fan or two out of it. I don't know. That's true. You know, if Apple were to go for Thursday night football and the Sunday ticket, they would have Wednesday MLS, Thursday NFL, Friday baseball, Saturday MLS, Sunday NFL. I mean, that's that's a solid lineup if if I was at, at Apple. Do uh, does it, do we talk about, do any of us care about the lack of voice crack? Uh, <laughs> afternoon games, Friday games, Sunday games. Are we content with Wednesday, Saturday? I don't know if I really care at all. But uh, the only I, the only concern I have is it's hard to get a kid to one of these games if w- these evening kickoffs don't start at five. If they start at seven or eight o'clock, it's probably better overall. But I think it's going to be really difficult to ever get a kid to a soccer game in MLS, and that feels like a loss. I mean, for the Wednesday night games, definitely before the school year gets out. I, I, I don't care. I like the idea of being able to plan your schedule. Like, if you buy season tickets, you can just block off Wednesday nights and Saturday nights, and you know that you can make it to all the games. You know, yep. you, there's not this guesswork of, oh, this game is on a Sunday at 5, and all of a sudden your <laughs> plans are screwed up or fucked up for a national <laughs> kickoff. The only downside that I – and this is kind of a, a weird one – is that if all the games kick at Saturday at 7 o'clock, then – Probably hard to watch games, too. And so if you're actually <laughs> yeah. a fan of the league, if you're going to a game, you're probably missing most of the rest of the games. But, again, I assume that the way it'll work is it'll have a 7 o'clock kick and a 10 o'clock kick on the West Coast. So you come home and watch the West Coast games. And the NFL has used this business model successfully forever, where yep. you know yep. 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock kickoffs, everybody knows when the NFL games are being played. I don't know. I, 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 I think that the benefits of – Always knowing when a game is going to be far outweigh the, yeah. what you're trading off by missing your random Friday night and Saturday night, Sunday night games. Yeah, I think you could pull it off by doing a five o'clock, seven o'clock, nine o'clock kickoff in the three major time zones. And then you get six hours of soccer throughout the entire evening. That's about how long the NFL red zone goes. And you can still, like, if you're on the West Coast, you can watch half of the East Coast games before you leave to go to your stadium. And if you're on the East Coast, you can go back home and watch the, the latter half of the, the night. That that feels possible, and you still get that 5 o'clock game if that still works to get kids in the stadium. And you also, that, you, also for, you also, for a minute, get um, the bleed over to where it's like soccer kicks off at 7 o'clock in the morning with the Premier League, the late afternoon, Saturday afternoon game. What does that usually kick at, like, 1 or 2? Eastern yeah. time, finishes at 4, 4.30, then MLS starts at 5, where if you really just want to be a degenerate all day, just wake <laughs> up early, start drinking, don't stop drinking. Yeah. Uh, yeah, go for I, it. I tried to do that, and then like 20 minutes into New England versus uh, Miami, I'm like, yes, let's see what else is happening. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, all right, let's sit down and some MLS action, and then I'm like, I'm that guy. I'm like, the, you the know first- what, uh, Let's do something else. The first reaction shot to Bruce Arena. It's like, you know, I'd rather just not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm out. <laughs> but the uh, thought is there to watch, at least. But yeah. Uh, it does sound like local broadcasts are out completely. I don't know why people seem confused about this, but like it's pretty obvious that they've stamped this out completely, that there will be no local broadcasts. Um, 
But it does sound like they're giving Univision and ESPN, those two in particular, the option to simulcast games if they want them, which I think is interesting. I don't know if they'll get any money, but you talk about like being able to watch a game at a bar. If ESPN decides to pick up, I don't know, a Saturday night match and throw it on ESPN2 every week for free, like you still get your, your game at the bar, but Apple still gets every single game. That, that feels like a decent compromise. MLS still gets their exposure. I just, yeah, don't do ESPN, still... I just don't see ESPN doing it, though. It's, right. it, it's Soccer is the absolute worst sport to acquire. There's no advertising in this inventory in the middle of it. So I, I just... Maybe that, ESPN that... News so they can just squeeze it into that ever-shrinking <laughs> little bubble that they have. Yeah. Or the one ES, gonna... the ESPN channel where it's nothing but gambling information on the left-hand right hand side of the screen. So it's just <laughs> yes. odds running on one thing, scores running on the other thing, and a soccer <laughs> thing going in the small corner. I am excited for the potential dumb technology options that Apple can put on this. Of like, I don't know if people have seen the the baseball broadcast, but they have like some pretty neat advanced stats and metrics that pop up, and the pitch chart's pretty neat. But like, they, I've seen like videos of experimental technology of like a player's dribbling with a ball, and then a percentage pops up above other teammates' heads of, like, the percent chance that that player's going to pass to them. <laughs> or the, the XG pops up as the shot happens. And They're showing like replays that. of games of FC Cincinnati from the last couple of years, and it's just 0%, 0%, 0%. <laughs> I'd like the Lucho nutmeg percent. Yes. Just, like, or, Yeah, a running the tally meter. of right. the, uh, the nutmegs, yes. Put us in charge. But, it, I mean, I guess it's not... Be- they wouldn't happen now because like Fox Sports people want to stay there because they got the World Cup coming up. But I wonder if after that, if the people who aren't getting MLS anymore, like is Stu Holden and John Strong going to find their way to this Apple TV thing? They're really the only ones who I would want to hear. Um, yeah. oh, who's the British guy who does it with Taylor Twelman? John Champion. John yeah. Champion. Come I'm on, Arlo White the- finds his way here. There's only yeah. so many live golf things that he can do. <laughs> Well, he I was, was a, he was Seattle's <laughs> local guy for a long time. Chicago's for a while recently yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's got that MLS connection. Ray Hudson. I mean, come on, that would be so much fun. <laughs> getting to listen to his, you know, getting to listen to him call an FCC game would be pretty sweet. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of downside um, if you're not unless you're pocket watching and rooting for your own local people to keep a job, which is understandable, but beyond that part. <laughs> well, the other thing, too, is just uh, kind with, of all the, with all the criticism of this, the, the thing that just struck me was how everyone that is critical of this seems like they're in the wrong demographic for who this is targeted for. Like, <laughs> yes, I mean, God love him. I, I like the dude, but Mo Egger is not the target demographic for what MLS is trying to do here. The, the no. people they're going after are young, that don't watch TV for the most part, don't have a cable subscription, and want to watch everything on their phone. Like, that's the generation that MLS is targeting with this sort of thing. And when I hear someone that's in their 40s or in their 50s talking about, well, how will people find this? It's like, they find this, man. Like, I don't know any other easier way to say it, but maybe you have a tough time finding this, and this is tough for you, but they don't, and their generation doesn't. And their generation doesn't want to find it the way you find it. 
Yes. They, the, that argument is so absurd. It's like, oh, streaming video games will never take off because it's behind a weird platform that people have to seek out and it's just not available for you to bump into it and become a fan. It's, no. People become fans of things in other ways and then seek it out. And I think if you get people into an MLS stadium and they go, wow, this, this experience was really cool. I really like this. The team was fun. The sport was fun and engaging. How do I, how do I get more into this? You don't go, well, so there's games sometimes on Fox sports one at five o'clock and then sometimes at 10 o'clock, but if it gets bumped for college softball, they'll move it to ESPN news at three o'clock. It's like, no, you just pay. Hey, did you have fun? It's 10 bucks a month. You get everything, all the content, all the fun every match and they go great i'm in i'm a fan now this is fun like does anybody else become a fan by bumping into something like i might watch like lacrosse or australian rules football and be like wow that's kind of neat but i'm like oh my god i've got to google every guy's name i'm in now where do i buy all the things it's like no it's neat i i ran into it i'm not a diehard now though like i don't know why people think that's how you become a fan is that how you guys became fans of the baseball team you watch or the football team no your dad took you your parents took you you had an older brother who watched it like your friends at school were fans like yes you you became a fan to fit in to have something to talk about so you weren't the nerdy kid that like was (laughs) confused when people were talking about barry larkin and shit like that (laughs) but you don't the best part of mo eager's take was cool stadium though which yeah, like yeah. it just Ooh. dripping with all this whatever <laughs> yeah man cool stadium but Moeger is basically describing like CBS viewers it's like yes. come on we know you're not going to seek out other shows we're right here we're safe just keep watching us please yeah. and um, those people were actively avoiding soccer like they weren't they weren't bumping into soccer and becoming soccer fans they were yeah, actively what, avoiding soccer <laughs> what I mean, I'd love to see the numbers on the FCC games on Channel sixty fours. I mean, I would I would hope like the same amount who are in the stadium are at least watching. <laughs> like, but I, that's probably not even true because like uh, you know she could probably hear me, but like my wife's not watching these games, <laughs> but she's no. coming with me to every single. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of people who like like I just like going to the stadium. I had a girlfriend back in the day who went to Bengals games, didn't like know football rules. I was like, why are you even going? She's like, it's just fun. And I was like, this is like, I don't know why <laughs> I'm such a, like a lame take, but I'm like that's stupid. You got to be like a real fan. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, oh, it's just fun to go. I'm like, you don't even know what you don't even know who the players are. I I think we we looked it up one time, and the best estimate we saw for the Reds was that they were getting 44,000 viewers on average across the whole season for their games. I'm going to go ahead and guess that even though it's free over the air on an antenna, that FCC is getting less than that um, on their local broadcast. So it, It's a lonesome yeah. experience, I like watching them on something about Channel 64, like you're watching Big Bang Theory and that music comes on. You're like, I'm always like in my basement too, so I'm like, am yes. I the only one watching this? It's like, it's like, the, disc, it's it's like it, the Discord, basically. It feels very cable access where it's like, yes. okay, this worked for Wayne's World. I don't know that it works for anyone's app, anyone else. Which, to be clear, that's how Cincinnati's on the air here. They buy the time from Star 64 and then sell the ad space to their already committed partners. And I, I think I've heard they barely break even on this. LA Galaxy's the only team that was making any real money on their local broadcast deal, and they were only getting about $5 million a year. I have to imagine everybody else was doing it to have the broadcast, you know, cost covered or was getting a nominal fee to pay for the talent or something like that but like there's you, no way they were and, making money if you're an fc cincinnati fan you were 
basically living with the expectation this would continue forever. At any point, Star 64 could be like, ah, young Sheldon reruns. We don't want soccer games on anymore. We can make way more money doing that. And then all of a sudden, there was no place to watch these games other than their digital platform on their website. And that happened on the radio. They lost their spot on the flagship radio station for a couple of years. Well, I mean, they didn't lose it. They they moved them to another channel that nobody could get. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if they went to to Valley Sports, I'd be screwed. I haven't seen a Reds game in years. I'm not subscribing to DirecTV or Spectrum just like... Same. I'm on. I'm on YouTube yep. TV. That's what I'm yep. on. And over the air, I can watch it. But if it was on Bally Sports, I'd like. I'd be having to go to. I'd be the guy at the sports bar, being like, yeah. "Can you? Do you have Bally Sports?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I was on a random uh, Philly podcast. Uh, was it yesterday? Yesterday, and uh, yeah, I had the same point. It's like I haven't seen a Reds game from start to finish on TV in ten years, except for the one that was on Apple TV. Ironically enough, uh, earlier this year, that's like the one time. I got to actually watch the team. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What up. is – wasn't Bally – was it Bally Fitness? Yes, Yeah, They used to advertise here. Like, I can't separate them. Even, like, the logo looks similar. And I'm like, did they, like <laughs> – is this, like, Red Bull who, like, suddenly became a sports conglomerate? I was like, Bally just, like, all of a sudden <laughs> right. has, like, networks. But, like, I can't separate the two from my mind. So, every time I'm Bally, I'm like, well, this is a joke. It's like but, uh, I mean, there was there was Bally's Fitness, and then for a while there, every time you drove by a Bally's gym, they had installed a new sign. Like I think the the Bally's gym has been fifteen different things. It was Gold's Gym for a while, <laughs> yes. and then it was La Fitness, and then now it's Esporta or some shit like that. It's, is that the same place? Is that the same owner? It's the same thing. They just keep changing the name of this place over and over again. Like every time, every time somebody gets MRSA in the locker room, they change the name of the company to avoid being sued. I think. That's oh, it looks smart. like ch- a few chapter eleven. Who's Devereaux's is something else now. It's uh, oh, that's but sad. it still exists. Oh, it's City Gear, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Dev- oh, Devereaux's. I've never thought of Devereaux. <laughs> oh, they were an early KLR sponsor. Yeah, KLR you? episode one, baby. <laughs> All of the free silk shirts with samurai designs you can have. <laughs> it was like Fat Farm jeans. Buy four, get two pairs. Or you know, there's always some crazy deal going on. Anything oh. else in your rundown, Kevin? Sorry. Uh, I think that, no, I think that taps out the Apple TV deal. Um, we going to talk about the sadness? I, talk about the sadness now? Is that where we're going we, next? Let's let's go there. That feels that feels. You good. didn't talk about the World Cup yet? No. No, we, no. We, we jumped we, in with Apple. <laughs> I know. You were talking about Apple for a half hour before I joined. <laughs> <laughs> it's what the people want, I hope. We, we, were, I stall, just, we were stalling way for I you. missed the World Cup part. <laughs> I don't think... I don't think we started right on time, but yeah, there's okay. definitely wow, definitely some hilarious. good some good. I was about to say, it. hey, can I get a fuck Kansas City in? Since you guys already talked about it, but now nope. we get plenty of time for that. Right. Put, Sorry, put it ahead. right here. Put it right here. <laughs> wow, in your face, Grayson. <laughs> Cincinnati doesn't get a World Cup. Uh, hosting right or, or didn't win the rights to host World Cup matches in 2026. Um, I mean, on the face of it, this is expected. I think a lot of us, I, me personally, uh, had built up some fake optimism based on the fact that we hadn't been told they were out of the running and it felt like things were moving in the right direction. I could convince myself that we were the closest city to Toronto and also in the Midwest. I kind of could see the geographic argument, but uh that didn't work out. Didn't happen for us. Um, 
I'm disappointed, and I'll tell you what, I'm I'm happy to just leave it there. Uh, I know, uh, Chief, this is a point near and dear to your heart, but uh, any consolation prizes interest you? <laughs> <laughs> I I don't understand why people give a fuck about some of this stuff. Like every time, every time the topic of uh, Cincinnati hosting the World Cup came up, there would always be one guy on Twitter or Discord or somewhere. Well, I mean, th- there'll be a training base for some city. Like, why do I give a fuck about that? Why? Why? What possible reason would you have for caring if the German national team or the Irish or whoever, whatever fucking national team is doing closed door practices at some location around Cincinnati? Like, why do you care? Why does anyone care? Like, oh, that's a cool thing. No, it's not. You know what would make that cool? What would be cool is if they pay FC Cincinnati a shitload of money to rent Mercy Health training facility, and then we use that money to sign a DP this offseason. Then I'll be like, okay, great, come on in. If they pay us 10 million clams to go and you know tear our field up and practice their corner <laughs> kicks for a couple of months ahead of the World Cup, yeah, sure, come on in. And then we'll go and we'll sign somebody that can you know actually score goals on Mike Brenner. That's fine with me if that's the way it turns out. Although, if Brenner is still here in 2026, that would be incredible. <laughs> so, enough, something happens this year. Wow. <laughs> the rest of the season is going on. wild. <laughs> but, yeah. That, or, like, we're going to have a fan fest here. Oh, great. So, I can pay FIFA prices to go drink a beer as opposed to, you know, any number of bars to watch games. Fuck all that. I don't understand anyone that's excited by that. It's a weird vibe because they're doing this now. And it's this is a World Cup year, so it's all like yes. coming together. So like the of the feelings, we're like but in reality, this is four years, which is <laughs> not, you know, it comes up quick. But like it's it's all getting construed in my head as to one big like thing, like oh, World Cups. There's Christian Pulisic in a suit, but like oh, this isn't happening for four years, and he might not yeah. even be on the team in 2026. Right. Wow. No, like it, it, that's also a thought too that it's like okay, it's this is happening in four years. Where were you four years ago? Well, it was 2018. World was a really fucking different place. Like know, a lot can happen kid, in four I have years. Kids, the timeline when you have kids is a timeline. Then you can see like, oh god, like the last World <laughs> Cup we watched, like my eight year old was one or like six months, and I'm like, oh Jesus, and then I'm like, all right, we'll go to this next one. I was like, you'll almost be out of grade school. It's like I know it's like a bitch, but like, but as for me, I'll just have like a and few the more cats wrinkles in and the basically cradle be the and same. the silver <laughs> <laughs> Just think the one after that, you could share. Share a beverage with him and uh, you know go out to a game. <laughs> yeah. I know that's you, but uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I'm not interested in that. If anything, I think Cincinnati should specifically uh, host like an anti World Cup. Like, give me the four biggest teams that miss it. Which I understand with a 48 team World Cup, you could be scraping, <laughs> oh, yeah. you could be scraping a barrel there. But um, can we call it the Ohio Cup? Would that work? <laughs> oh my God! Yes. The Ohio Cup lives. It's going to be like Hungary, uh, Ecuador, and Fiji, and North Korea, man. We're going to have Italy. an awesome tournament yeah, in Italy. Italy against them. They only seem to miss it. Can we have, can we have like Iran, North Korea, like recreate the <laughs> axis of evil from back in the day, get Iraq involved here too? Saudi Arabia. Is that- Oh, that'll be lovely. Yeah, we can have them all here. We can show them a good time. I don't um, I don't believe you that you, you're, you're comfortable leaving it at that, that we didn't get picked. You've got to have a take on this because, like, I mean, it is, like, to me, this is, you can say, oh, I didn't think we were going to get it. Like, yeah. you could have talked yourself a little bit into it, and we kind of did. But 
it still is kind of like a group of people coming to Cincinnati and being like, nah, not you. Yeah. And that is, it's hard not to internalize a little bit this idea that, yeah, they said the place I live sucks. And that kind of, that stings a little bit. It has to sting a little bit. I'm not the only so, one, right? So it stings. But I will say this. There's there's enough bullshit. There's enough U.S. soccer, FIFA, you know, you know, backroom, cigar-filled backroom deals where, like, objectively, the quote-unquote Boston bid, awful, terrible, genuinely not a great spot. Um, they have to take a half-assed tram, like, an hour outside of the city to go to a stadium in the middle of nowhere. It's got nothing to do with Boston. Um, and they got picked. Uh, Kansas City has nothing that Cincinnati doesn't have. I would argue that we have a better stadium location and the banks could have been a much better venue overall for a World Cup presentation than the incredibly large parking lot that is around (laughs) Arrowhead Stadium. Just incredibly large parking lot around Arrowhead Stadium. Um, Houston and Dallas, did you need both? Did you need both of them? That seems a little weird. I guess I can see Philadelphia, but not Philadelphia and Boston and New York. That's a little overkill. But then to also snub DC, like there's enough weirdness there that doesn't make sense. They're also going to be hosting like eight, nine, ten matches at some of these stadiums. They don't have enough stadiums, I don't think, for the number of matches that are going to happen. Or they're really committed to this three-team group World Cup where like two-thirds of the teams are only going to get two games. That's that's a really dumb way to run a tournament, and I'd be pissed if I was the United States and got two games, you got a bad beat in one, and that's it, you're, you're out. It's like this it's terrible terrible setup for a uh, for a tournament i think they should have just added every city and i think they should have just bit the bullet and gone to 64 teams like 48 teams a terrible terrible setup for a tournament that's what i'm more mad about so did I don't fifa know if pick that up does it. u.s soccer choose the cities or did fifa so it's my understanding that U.S. soccer, or the the World Cup hosting bid, so U.S., uh, Mexico, Canada, right. vetted teams and then presented them to a FIFA selection committee who then picked from that list. Um, and I'm sure there's a, a fair amount of, you know, <laughs> putting their finger on the scale to to yeah. make sure the, the head uh, of you want to go this way. The yeah. head of the United States uh, bid committee was Robert Kraft. And all of a sudden, mm. all of a sudden, Boston ends up getting picked. And I think Stephen Goff from the Post was reporting that that was a decision that got made today. That Jeez. Boston got taken over Washington, which it, it, it's wild that they're going to stage the World Cup in the United States and they're not going to have games being played in the capital of the United States. There will be no games being played in Washington D.C. That's that's bananas. Or even near Washington, D.C. They'd already compromised and tried to, like, combine Baltimore and D.C. as as one big whole happy family there. And, yeah, it's my understanding uh, the D.C.'s mayor was on on site for the the watch party and just quietly snuck out the back door (laughs) when they didn't get it. Like a real-life Homer Simpson meme in the hedges. I'm sure if you were standing behind the building, there was an, a very funny scene happening in the alleyway. Um, <laughs> that ever yeah. happened to happened to Cranley, he would have been like uh, below the eye line anyway. So, you know, <laughs> going below 
I'm aware he's not the mayor anymore, by the way. Well, well if the MLS bid uh, announcement party was any indication, I don't think uh, <laughs> oh would have been allowed to get into the party. So, yes. Uh, uh, no, I, I was at the pitch. Uh, let me tell you, the mood... It was weird. Uh, there was definitely definitely more media members than patrons at the bar, which is always a bad sign. Just always a bad sign. Was there it anyone remind- actually hopeful there? Uh, I think there was like one person in a USA jersey who seemed happy. Everybody else is just like arms folded, just watching. Um, everybody, like that guy briefly- at the bar is all like, hey, where are we driving to? This is going to be awesome. Like, <laughs> read the room, man. Yeah. Recent transplant, I'm sure. Right. Um, everybody, uh, this was very funny, and I think Pat tweeted this or tried to tweet this. It was um, uh, Alexi Lawless said, like, you know, there's a lot of cities on this that uh, you know weren't traditional soccer cities, but have really come online, like Kansas City and Nashville and Orlando. It was <laughs> just boo. <laughs> <laughs> Just because he didn't mention Cincinnati as like a up and coming soccer city, um, and then at the very beginning of the presentation, I don't know if you guys remember this, but they like they did this cool video montage of all the the I guess potential host cities, but it wasn't super obvious to me, and I thought this was the announcement. This was me. Cincinnati's name came up, and I was like, "Was, was that it? Was that it? Did that just happen? Oh no, they're just running through all of them. Damn it! Shit." So close yet so far. I will say that uh, looking at the list, I feel like people in Denver, you know, probably rightfully say like, hey, we're better than Cincinnati. (laughs) So, I mean, it's not like they didn't just like to uh, Chief's point earlier that like Cincinnati sucks. Like they looked at Denver like, wow, cool city. This seems like a lot of fun. No, (laughs) this is not happening. We would love to put matches here, but uh, we're just checking. Uh, Does anyone from Lamar Hunt's family own a team here or have any connection here? No. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. You know what? We 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 just got to go. It's not you, it's us. Is there yeah. a what's the downside of the your city hosting a World Cup game? You know, what let's like what can we pretend that we dodged some bullets uh I mean, traffic for to, a few they days? They would have had to they would have had to pay money to renovate Paul Brown Stadium, but they're going to have to do that anyway if they want to keep the Bengals. So that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, Which I want to touch on that for a second. I think the biggest thing is there's a lot of bullshit you have to give to FIFA. Like one thing is like FIFA re- requires the local municipalities to basically make them tax exempt on everything. So you, you actually miss a lot of the supposed benefits of this. So like all the stadium merchandise sales and drink sales, they want all of that tax free so that they can collect as many dollars as possible. And that would have been a requirement. So um, there's also, sure. they would have had to probably pay to, increase hotel capacity in the city so somebody the port authority or somebody would have to build another hotel between now and 2026 i think i saw that in the bid thing and just the security costs alone would have been astronomical for the city in terms of overtime for cops which is not fucking cheap Um, so that would have been tough in terms of there would have been costs to the city you would have you'd think that you would make it up on the back end in terms of just the amount of dollars that would be flowing through other places like bars, yeah. restaurants, hotels, and whatnot. But in terms of downside, uh, I, I mean, it would have gotten a lot more crowded. Traffic would have been worse downtown. <laughs> People would have realized it's a real pain in the ass to get from the airport to the city. Right. Have you ever had? Like, I, I spent some time living in Washington, and it really is annoying <clears throat> to have people that really don't speak English asking you for directions, like trying to communicate with people that aren't great at English. 
because you yeah. want to be he- you want to be helpful, but you understand that like nobody understands what anyone else is saying in this conversation. Oh, uh, but nowadays everybody's got an app on their phone. You just you, you're suddenly yeah Google Maps in, right uh, two hundred languages. <laughs> you shouldn't be asking for directions anyway. C three PO in your pocket. Yes, um, I do think, and I'm I'm curious on your thoughts of this chief in particular. Does this like dramatically increase the likelihood that the Bengals are gone after 2026? No, no. I, I don't think there's I don't think there's any reality where the Bengals are gone. Ooh, um, okay. I know it's you never say never in politics, but like to a certain extent, if you are analyzing this, there's a little bit of sunk cost fallacy at play. Where you okay. already spent all this money to build Paul Brown Stadium, and yeah. to at this hour say, because the tax is already there for it, and this is getting into the weeds a little bit on like civic policy, but the stadium <laughs> tax doesn't sunset. So when they talk about renovating Paul Brown, the note will be paid on that in like 2030, I think, and okay. all the money then after that will just be going to wherever they could sunset it, but that would take a vote. I I just don't see. Everyone looking at the situation and saying, we spent $550 million for a stadium, and now to keep them, we just have to keep this tax going. But nah, they've taken too much. They they can move now. That I, I, just, I think that would be a tough sell for politicians to go to pe- the people and say, well, congratulations. Now we have the worst of all worlds. We built this stadium, and we have no one playing in it. So I, yeah. I just I – don't, I don't – they're going to build something for the Bengals. The only interesting question for me – is whether or not they spend the $500 million to fix up Paul Brown Stadium or somebody gets a bright idea to say, well, for a billion, we could have a closed-roof venue that could also host the Final Four convention-type business and whatnot. And if you're going to spend, you may as well spend for something that's twice as useful versus what they currently have right now. That'll be a... I don't think people are ready for that smoke now, but that'll be a debate that gets had probably in the next year or two. <laughs> Joe Burrow saved the Bengals. Let's be honest. I mean, I, the, the, uh, there's That's no actually, he got rid of all the apathy because pre Joe Burrow, I was like, whatever. If they leave, fuck them, these fucking assholes. And now I'm like, hey, yes. hey, hey, baby, hey, don't take away this. So you, you resign Whoa. him past the date, you know, give him that big uh, three hundred million dollar Deshaun Watson. Uh, <laughs> non-groping contract and you're good to go but yeah i think now it's like people like the public yeah the yeah. public sway would be overwhelming now whereas before when we were at our lowest you you wouldn't like there could have been like a, a a politician who was uh i don't know who was clever enough to like weasel <laughs> screw like get, get the push the bangles out even more but now yeah. that'd be like political suicide to try to do that someone will try and the people will be like yeah whoa 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 joe burrow fuck you are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, if you, so, if you want to believe that the nfl is fixed it, it is curious that mm-hmm. the Bengals suddenly got good right as it was time mm-hmm. to start talking about a new stadium and the buffalo bills suddenly got good right as it was time to talk about a new stadium and the tennessee Phantom. titans suddenly got good as it was time to talk about a new stadium huh <laughs> Phantom, makes, makes Phantom you wonder. whistle in that, that Raiders game, you know? <laughs> Give them the dub. Are the Titans getting a new stadium? They yeah, are. That's why, that's why Nashville didn't get picked is because Probably they Probably ruined their bid, yeah. Because the plans currently are to demolish Nissan Stadium and build right on top of it, and they don't know whether they couldn't guarantee that that facility would be ready in time. Where are they going to play in the meantime? They're not. They're going to try to do it in one go. So they'll knock it down essentially the second the Titans – 
season is over and try to get that built for the next season. If it doesn't what? work, they'll play at Vanderbilt. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's their stated goal. The, has the stadium <laughs> ever been built that fast? I've never fucking heard of anything like in my life. I think I Central like the, Central Florida yeah. maybe, but it's like this aluminum monstrosity that would electrify yes. everyone if a lightning bolt hit it. So <laughs> in Florida, no big deal. Right, they don't get no, any lightning there. <laughs> oh man, um, just sad. The only other, it's sad. I I I just yeah. I wish you know. Yeah. You look at this and you're like, ah, shit. This would have been neat. And then you start thinking to yourself, oh well, what else could we? What else is theoretically Cincinnati could get sometime in the next my lifetime? And it's there's not a lot. But hey, we always had the World Choir Games. We can always hang our hat on that. <laughs> yes. Women's Win- World Cup. Women's World Cup is kind of the thing. It, it, I almost wonder if that isn't the bone that's thrown to Orlando, Nashville, Cincinnati, Denver. That like this is this is your makeup for for all of that. Maybe some of the other bigger cities that bowed out want to get back into that. Maybe Chicago is more interested in the Women's World Cup. We're a training site for uh, the Women's World Cup. We <laughs> yeah. don't right. get the- <laughs> All right, now I'm in. Now I'm in. <laughs> Rose Lavelle <laughs> training near us um, or whoever Senegal. I'll go back to that one. Their their training site. That'll be fun. <laughs> this also like immediately makes all of the snide comments we got about like what is why does uh, Cincinnati get the Morocco friendly? I'm like, well, here you go. You got a World Cup game, so why don't you uh, fillet yourself? Like, what yeah. else do you need? All right, I'm sorry we got the the second, the third to last friendly before the World Cup uh, against the team you didn't care about. Like, man, why are they giving it to Cincinnati? I'm like, I don't know. Why are you getting a World Cup game? Piece do you think? Do you think the attendance at that game had any influence on this? None. I had I had that worry after the fact. No. Like driving home from from the pitch, like damn, if we had sold that out, would that have changed you, the mind? If you're not because putting I mean, a game like, in Anchorage, it shouldn't matter where any World Cup game is, yeah. as far as attendance goes. I mean, if they, if they had the world, if they had World Cup games in Cincinnati, it would be everyone driving down from Chicago and Detroit and Columbus and Indianapolis. That's where all these people would be coming from. You would only need probably, if you're talking about selling out the stadium, you only probably need two to five percent locals in order to do that with the number of people that would come in regionally for that right here. Yeah. But if yeah, Christian Pulisic was playing, we would, it is, yeah. we, would, we would definitely boo. We would definitely boo. Yes, yes. <laughs> I think I think that does it for uh, for World Cup hosting. I've got two other things here. Dare dare we talk about FC Cincinnati? And we'll we'll kind of throw these all in one in one batch. One is. Uh, according to the Post's very own Joseph Mamey, we are linked to a designated player, center back. Uh, I'm not even going to pr- attempt to pronounce his last name because uh, I can't, can't see him. <laughs> Gregerson. Gregerson. Oh. Sorry, that's who I was looking for. Uh, center back Gregerson. Um, Bordeaux, is that who it was that he played with? Has been double relegated. So they were they played poorly enough to get relegated out of League 1. And then financial trouble saw them slip all the way down to League 3. Um, so that's not good. He's got to be cheap. This is what happened with uh, Wobodo. The The team was relegated and they brought him on. Uh, but in addition to that, uh, I mean, FC Cincinnati is going to come out of this international break. They play in a row Philadelphia, Orlando, New York City FC, New England, New York Red Bulls. They're gonna need a designated center back, a designated player center back, if they're gonna make it through this, or at least an upgrade there. 
Um, Jonah, not to make you talk about FC Cincinnati on uh, not KLR, but how you feeling coming out of the break? Well, I already know what Chiefs take will be. It's like, oh, Fran- the French league's already known for great defending, and we're bringing in a guy from the second <laughs> league, second tier of uh, <laughs> French league, and no more, there'll be nothing to say after that first five five zero game. Like, ah, oh, yeah, that's true. But I did. <laughs> it's fun. I'm glad you asked me about this because I told uh, I told my son I was like I got to record some FCC stuff. He's like they didn't even play this week. I was like so true, my son, so true. Uh, but yeah, there is FCC talk. I'm for anybody. Uh, you know, I'm sure that's what Grayson would say is like yeah. the depth, the center back. Like you, uh, you know, he's like we have to keep Blackett. We have to do all this. Like you gave away Viasia. I know we got stuff for him. We didn't give him away. We traded away. <laughs> So, yeah, we obviously, none of us know anything about this guy. But um, that's the perfect time to strike when another team is desperate. And um, if that's what it takes to get somebody on this team, uh, if we're trying to uh, scratch the playoffs this year and we're not content with improving but not really anything to show for it, this is the kind of thing you have to do. I don't know about using, I mean, I guess use a DP spot on it. Does that mean Brenner's gone if we sign this guy? So, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm for it. I don't know how you could be against it. Watch, so the, yeah, the, the problem is is that they need to bring in center back depth, and I don't. I love the idea of using a DP spot on a center back and just putting all your money straight up the middle on the field. DP center back, DP number nine, DP number six. Love it. Um, the problem is is that they've got to make a call on Blackett here. I think in the next week or so. Mm-hmm. And this guy sounds like yeah, they got him lined up, but if they don't have a transfer for Brenner lined up too. You could be waiting closer to the end of the window or however long it takes to get Brenner out. And whoever they're going to bring in for center back depth, if they're not going to keep Blackett, they need right this second. Which, so to me, it's like, yeah, that sounds fun. And I'd be lying if I knew more than, you know, a handful of things about this player. I Googled him today. That's about as best I can give you on this. (laughs) Um, And I think anyone that claims, oh, they know all this about it, no, you don't. Um, he's, <laughs> no, you don't. Uh, but the, the timing is what would worry me here. So if they've got to move out for Brenner that's quick and they've got to move in for him where it can be accomplished right at the start of the window so that you can feel confident saying, okay, we're going to roll really thin at center back for a week or so or two weeks, sure. But it sounds like there needs to be a lot of moving pieces to make this happen, and I just don't. I have a tough time seeing all those pieces falling into place in one window. It very much feels like if they're going to get rid of Brenner, that that's a one-window move, and then a DP is the next window move. It, it, I, I would have to look, but it just doesn't feel intuitively like there's a lot of this in MLS where DP in, DP out, the same window. Yeah, it's it'd be a lot, too, for Albright. I mean, not that I don't want him to do this, but two designated players in the first half of your first season is – that's big. Uh, I'm not sure if you don't want to sit and see how the how the rest of the season goes. I mean, obviously they've been able to float around a playoff spot with the we'll say the the lack of center backs that they have now. Um, maybe you see if Blackett won't come back on a six month deal with some options there or something like that. But I mean, otherwise this is a guy who is. I mean, we we're joking about a uh, Kubo, Norwegian international. I think his last call up was in 2021. But you know, five five appearances for the Norwegian national team. That's something. Maybe I think maybe it is. Um, <laughs> it's not nothing. It's not nothing. And uh, as far as I can tell, he's 
considered one of the best players on this bad Bordeaux team. So it's not like he was like a bit player on a bad team. He was one of their star players on a bad team. Um, it sounds like financial troubles were probably there. So I don't I don't want to necessarily say the bad team is his fault or, or ha- he even had a role to play there. So I'd be happy to have him on. But yeah, I think at a minimum, you don't get this deal done if Blackett's still here, that's a lot of money to be committing on, on center backs. Um, and Blackett's not very good. So, yeah, I think you have to see Blackett gone and Brenner gone to have this work out, unless he's not going to come in as a DP, which the numbers they're talking about would be well over that. Was, was it Joseph Mamey saying a $4.2 million transfer fee plus whatever his salary is? There's no way to buy that one down. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's fun. But the the stretch in particular, I know, Chief, we were talking about this before recording. Like, this is the time where the season is basically going to be determined. These are the best teams in the Eastern Conference. And depending on how this run goes, this is going to determine if Cincinnati is, in fact, a playoff team, is a, a top-half team, or if they've just been feasting on some bad teams and been lucky up to this point. Um mm. What are you, what's your guys' confidence level going into this? Again, Philly, Orlando, New York City, New England, New York Red Bulls. What do you got? I think that they probably need to. Okay, so it's it's your need to get at least four to five points out of this. I think okay. I just that that feels intuitively right with how good these teams are that they're playing. But I mean, it it you're really looking also for how they look against these teams. They get run off the pitch by all these teams or the majority of them. Then that'll tell you that I think we had when we had Pat on last week, he was saying that FC Cincinnati is a a good team. They're not a great team, or they're an okay team. You'll really get an answer to that question pretty quickly with these teams, and mm-hmm. um, and especially that New England game. To me, that's another one where it's kind of a benchmark game where they didn't look great, but they stayed with them the last time they played. And can they do that again, or can they snipe a victory in this game that they couldn't get in the last one? Um, but I don't know, five points out of that stretch, six points out of that stretch, that feels like you're kind of in business. But even still, that's six out of a possible 15, and that's not great. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. Jonah, what do you You got you got to win one of those two home games. Yeah. yeah. Orlando or uh, New York City. Ooh. Just because, I, I, I mean, obviously, if they drew both of those, you wouldn't be like, oh, that's tor- terrible. But if they lose to Philly and then draw the next two at home, you know, you're kind of going to at least mentally maybe like, all right, <laughs> this is an force. But like if we're playoff worthy, we should win one of those games at home. And I would hope that we come out of this long break um, looking pretty good. Who was the player they were talking about? Um, was it Pat who said something about one of the players being rusty or something? I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> yeah. was he? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. I forget where we saw that, too. I was like, why did he say that? <laughs> My, was like, it was either Pat or I definitely saw it on Twitter where people were like, oh, yeah, this team, this team looks like they need to get back into training. I was like, yeah, like, uh, oh. yeah, not quite in the greatest shape. I'm like, it just felt like it was setting us up like, what for. You, what have they been doing these last two weeks? <laughs> it's just the I, downside I, to not having a lot of national team guys, uh, even yeah, other I'm, nations. They're just not yeah, we're just getting shape. out of shape yeah. and uh, whatever. Yeah, But like, is is do you think Pat's going to be like, 
I gotta slay my old boss. I hope it's not like fealty to his old guy, like like too much respect. Like uh, I don't know, Curtin's really gonna have our number, but we'll just go out there and give it a try. Like I hope he's the kind who's like, check out, you know, the protege has become the mentor kind of thing. But uh, he's I don't know. Little... And now we're buddy buddy on Twitter too. Did you see that? Like they're oh, we're yeah. do- doing videos together right after they shit on Skyline. I mean, I didn't I didn't mm-hmm. really care for that. To be totally honest with you, Chief, what were you going to say? I was going to say like um, Noonan seems like a psychopath, and I mean that in the most loving way. <laughs> it, it, just, something's off about him a little bit when he does these halftime interviews and these post game interviews, where nothing ever makes him happy. He's yeah. got a little bit of that yeah. Belichick in him where they blow a team out 48 to nothing, and he's still like, I don't like the way we protected in the fourth quarter. It's just <laughs> So yes. I, I, I just don't buy this rea- a reality where Pat Noonan is just happy to be there against the old boss. I, I do think that he sits awake at night trying to scheme ways to show them that they should never have let him out of the building yeah. or some shit like that. I, I think everybody should be tagging Pat Noonan on Twitter saying the team tried to hire Jim Curtin first and just be like, <laughs> just fire him up. Just fire him up. Like, hey, man, you were second choice. I forgot I memed that. Yeah, that was like a real thing for a minute. I had Jim Curtin on the back of a motorcycle with Gary headed to Cincinnati. And they were like, you're crazy. I was like, oh, are we? And I was like, Albright Noonan, just like everyone suspected. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, it sounds like we, we really properly did make a run at Jim Curtin. Um so yeah, I say I say uh, you know light that fire. If he doesn't have it in him, let's let's light that fire. Um, if it, that yeah. game feels like the least likely that they're going to win, I don't know. It, it just feels like yeah. he's not going to beat his his old boss on the first go around. It's going to take him a minute or two before he can level up to you know beat the emperor. I, <laughs> they've got to win that Orlando City game. That's yeah. the one I'm looking at right there, where it's you know it's the Friday night game. Because then they got a short turnaround to NYCFC, and then another short turnaround to New England. But that Philly game, that Orlando game, that's got to be the one where if they if they if they're going into that New York game having lost two straight, that's that's not going to be a good scene, I don't think. Yeah, I, I'm trying to look this up. I it's sad. New York, well. First off, New York City lost their manager. I think that's important to point out. Uh, Delia, I think they got a decent transfer fee for their coach, is going to go coach in Belgium now. Um, We're going to just miss it, but hopefully Castellanos is headed out around then as well i think he'll still technically be on the team but hopefully they don't want to they don't want to run him out there and and risk injuring him right before the big money transfer so he will probably be off to europe around then new england um i mean come on let's get another crack at him and uh (laughs) i like that's your your logic like hey let's give another go third time's a charm we gotta come on they can't beat us every time right i feel better about that than new york city who just like has our number and has been the like orchestrator of some of our like most brutal beatdowns. <laughs> I still think that game where Lasso started, I think it was 5-2, is the worst FCC game I've ever seen. Yeah. And people are like, well, you lost to Minnesota 7-1. I'm like, that New York City game, I've never seen a team get carved up worse. Like, yeah. they only scored five goals. There was two own goals, right? Like, yes. they scored all goals. seven one, of those goals. Frankie, hey, Frankie made that one oh happen, okay? <laughs> <laughs> at least it was like, it was like, you know, making something happen. But, yeah, that one was one of the – we were watching that at Molly Malone's. So, like, yeah. that was a group reactive yeah. game where it was just like, what is <laughs> – this is embarrassing. <laughs> so, yeah, they have our – if we beat them, that'll, that'll uh, exercise some demons. But I'm also worried – not worried. It'll be 
fantastic, but we beat Philadelphia and our expectations were like, guess what? We're back. We've arrived. We're break. And then we come home, Orlando, we're all excited and we lose six, nothing like, ah, damn. <laughs> it's just a roller coaster. I think you just have but, to embrace uh, like moments in the season where you can get like, stick your chest out a little bit, walk with a little bit of a limp, you yeah. know, like that's where if that only lasts for two weeks, that's a great two weeks. Just yeah. be happy those two weeks existed. <laughs> and if there's three weeks of bullshit after that, okay, fine. But they can't take those two weeks away from you. When you were able to go online and be like, yeah, you wrote us off, motherfucker. Now we're back. <laughs> Eventually it's got to be true. We'll right. just keep <laughs> One of these times, the good times will keep rolling and we just got to be there ready for it. I think it was the third game of the season last year where New York City FC – plays fc cincinnati cody cropper's the late sub right and it was the one of the first games i had ever watched an away game at northern row and i know the chief was there and immediately after the game like we were across the room but like we we both looked at each other and shook our head at the same time (laughs) i think we both were like fuck these guys this this was the start of the fire yapstam fire night camp this season is shot that was like week three we're like fuck this that was the worst thing i've ever watched they conceded five goals on set pieces i don't think i've ever seen that in my life like you can practice defending these and they still fucked it up every single time i'll never forget just cody play streak going though like cody cropper coming out like what was going on like throwing his hands around it's like you're terrible man it's part it's your fault too (laughs) <laughs> yes, the, we we did have that though, Jody. You're absolutely right. The uh, hadn't conceded a game in the run of play for like <laughs> five weeks or something, but they had lost every game in that streak as well. Oh man, good. If good you take away times. the goals, <laughs> how do you feel about Brandon Vasquez getting all this uh, national team love after not getting invited to camp? You have like four people being like, "Yeah, he's on the roster." Like, uh, can we see uh, some more? Yeah, this is some Charlie Brown with the football shit, where it's like, "Oh yeah, Brandon Vasquez this time." Nope. I I said it on the the Pride's Discord. I'll say it again here. Vasquez should publicly come out and say if he doesn't get called up this September, he's committing to Mexico. Even if he just doesn't ever get to play for Mexico. Just like, like hey, man, we don't even want you right now. He's like, no, no, guys, up. I'm yeah. in. <laughs> You're, I'm coming your way. That's a good thing, though. With that, That's like if, we, if we're hit and miss, if we suck, I think Vasquez – He's going to be trying his ass off yes. to score, which all strikers are, but he's clearly like motivated by this. So at the very least, we'll have a striker who's like desperate. Like Brenner doesn't play like a guy who's desperate for goals. <laughs> he plays like a guy who's desperate to leave. And like he knows goals is part of it, but he's kind of conflicted. He wants to be like, <laughs> fuck this team. But he's like, I also need to score. So he's kind of like stuck in between. So he's hitting like that spot in between the backboard and the rim. But Vasquez, like I, I trust him. He's going to get more goals and he's going to be desperately trying to get goals. So that's that's always him and Lucho. I mean, that's yeah. worth the price of admission. I think the, we the next can, few games. I think we can all agree that Vasquez should be on penalty duty. Like one, don't trust Acosta whatsoever with penalties. But two, he needs to be boosting those numbers. Like we need to be For inflating sure. these. But on the other <laughs> on the other hand, too, if he's really his contract is really up this offseason, by giving him penalty duties, we're just increasing the wage bill he's going to be asking for. <laughs> this is like one of those things where it's like there's performance incentives in the contract, and all of a sudden it's like, well, we're gonna 
limit his minutes going forward a little bit to make sure that he doesn't hit any of those. <laughs> we get rid of him because we have a Norwegian center back now from the second tier two of France. <laughs> yeah. Brandon, we've made our bed, and it's with whatever this guy's name is. I think uh, I don't know if we ever heard the the resolution to uh, Fernando Adi filing the grievance with the players union about exactly that that he felt like he was being sat because he was like 15 minutes away from a minutes performance like bonus or whatever the rest of his career happened and they, <laughs> they mean, threw it out they were like oh, okay sorry right i think he's coaching a uh, usl league two team now or something like that it's uh it's been a rough fall for the he'd have made those fi- he'd have made those 15 minutes if only he could have walked on a straight line Oh, womp, womp, womp. Oh. Uh, on Vasquez, a bad note. <laughs> Vasquez to the national team, baby. <laughs> Vasquez to the national team, but which one? <laughs> <laughs>